likely landing spots if Charlie Lindgren gets traded. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the what if. In this particular episode, we're going to talk about what if... Charlie Lindgren gets traded. Listen, this Capitals team is kind of a question mark this season, let's say. So if the Capitals are going to be buyers or sellers, I think a lot of what the Capitals do between now and the trade deadline will determine what happens with Chucky Sideburns. We'll talk about that in the show a little bit later. We will talk about potential landing spots for Charlie Lindgren. Three teams come to mind in particular that have issues in net. Edmonton, New Jersey, and Carolina. But just to get it going here, talking about Charlie Lindgren, the outlaw, Chucky Sideburns, and what he means for this team. Listen, as a Capitals fan, I love what he brings to this team. And it's interesting, when he first came here, there was never any real uh, goals of him being the starter on this team because they had Darcy Kemper. Reignings at that time, Stanley Cup winning. Darcy Kemper, the net was his. But this season, Darcy Kemper has struggled and has posted some of the worst stats in his entire career. So Charlie Lindgren has risen like a phoenix and been that really great standout netminder for the Capitals. So now the question is, well, why would you want to trade him? Uh, Well, if the Capitals happen to be sellers and the perception is that they are out of it, The Capitals have a plethora of options. They are bountiful uh, down in in Hershey with the Stingrays, not to mention in junior leagues. If you want to take a look in AHL in particular, Clay Stevenson is the number one rated netminder in all of the AHL, and Hunter Shepard is up there as well. So they do have options. It's not like the Capitals would fall flat on their face if Charlie Lindgren was dealt out of town. It would not be ideal. I get that, Capitals fans, but the what if... There's been a league-wide thirst for goaltending this season, and there are not enough goaltenders, front offices, trust to go around. Teams that are seriously looking for goalies include Carolina, Colorado, Edmonton, Los Angeles, and New Jersey. I'm going to talk about three of those, three likely candidates. Um, And these are teams that are on the verge of doing great things. We'll talk about Carolina to start off here in particular 
and how their season is going. They are in the Metro along with the Capitals. They currently sit in second place uh, with 61 points. In first place, New York Rangers with 63. What would an elite-level goaltender like Charlie Lindgren mean for that team? I think it could be a game-changer. Taking a look at it, Charlie Lindgren's impressive play and low cap hit could be attractive to cup-contending teams uh, kind of in the hunt for a goaltender uh, that is going to be the person to push them over the top. Charlie Lindgren, 32, uh, 1.1 million cap hit. The outlaw has been one of the league's top net miners this season with a 9-6-4 record, a .916 save percentage, ninth in the NHL, 2.59 goals against average 12th, and two shutouts tied for 7th in 21 games. Uh, so he has quite an upside for a netminder that is, in quotes, the backup netminder, so much so that uh, he is a valuable piece. And, you know, an unlikely starter in the NHL, uh, he is not a guy that shot straight to the top. And before he joined the Capitals organization, I would be willing to bet that a lot of uh, Capitals fans did not know who he was. But being 9-6-4 is quite impressive considering that Darcy Kemper sits at 500. So, you know, and it is a tough thing to even talk about because, well, you're like, well, why would you want to get rid of an asset like that? I'm talking about the kind of return uh, that the Capitals could get for someone like Charlie Lindgren. Uh, taking a look at Carolina, uh, everyone is ready to trade a goalie to Carolina with a return of Frederick Anderson. Blood clotting issue uncertain. Auntie Ranta's injury history and early season struggles. Uh, the Hurricanes show up alongside every goalie who could possibly be traded before the deadline. One thing is certain, the Hurricanes defense is going to look different next season. Four of the team's blue line. Liners. Uh, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, Jalen Chatfield, and Tony D'Angelo are restricted free agents after this season. So those players are blue line options, but ultimately I think the Capitals are going to uh, you know, give the hard pursuit to a forward, that top six scoring forward that we've heard about for the longest time. And the players that I'm going to talk about in this episode are going to be unrestricted free agents after this season. So a lot is to be determined if the Capitals are buyers or sellers. Uh, in some cases, these players I'm going to talk about could be rentals. Uh, in some cases, they could be uh, players that, you know, maybe they have them play till the end of the year and re-extend them. Or maybe if Brian McClellan and the GM of the teams I'm talking about can get lucky, they can sign them, you know, to a lengthier deal uh, down the road, something like that. All things to consider. But one of the things that we know for sure, for sure, is that Brian McClellan Ellen has spoke of for the longest time that he wants to address the top six. And what I'm going to talk about uh, is some of the best players that are going to be UFAs on these respective teams. So, and I know that, you know, necessarily Charlie Lindgren wouldn't fetch this kind of return, but what is one of the things I know that the Capitals have? They have prospects. You know, you kind of start to widen the lens a little bit. You take a look at Pierre Dubay, who is one of the top in the AHL in goals. You take a look at uh, Ethan Frank. You took a, take a look at Scarbosa, Clay Stevenson. So I'm not going to say that these players I'm going to talk about are going to be an apples for apples trade. What I am saying is that these are some of the best options on these teams that are fixed to be UFAs at the end of the season. Uh, Tavo Teravainen, for example, a center, this season in 48 games played 16 goals, 
13 assists. I think that the Capitals could use someone like that on this team. If you take a look at it, one of the things that has been uh, kind of the bugaboo of this team this year is uh, goal scoring. And, you know, Alex Ovechkin is having one of his slowest starts. Uh, he is having his slowest start in the goal scoring department, and it's not even the start anymore. We're at the halfway point. He is just point blank having his worst season uh, in the goal scoring department. Another guy, Seth Jarvis, 48 games, uh, right wing, 15 goals, 23 assists. Uh, Martin Natius, for example, 43 games played, 13 goals, 18 assists. Um, you take a look at Jake Drury, for example, 48 games played, 8 goals, 14 assists, center positions. So if the Capitals are in a position to trade Charlie Lindgren to the Carolina Hurricanes, um, kind of improbable being that, uh, you know, you are trading with another team that is in the Metro division. But if the Capitals could strike a deal, say they were able to orchestrate a deal where they moved out Charlie Lindgren and say another elite player from down in Hershey or our prospect to get someone like a Tavo Teravainen, uh, a guy that has in 48 games played 16 goals and 13 assists. That would be a pretty good upside. That would take care of a lot of things. He is a center. Um, and where would he slot in for the Capitals? So that would be a huge boost uh, for the Capitals. Make no mistake about it. Swinging for the fences. I get that. But Seth Jarvis as well. Right wing. 48 games played, 15 goals, 23 assists. Martin Natius, uh, 43 games played, 13 goals, 18 assists. Those are the upper echelon players that are going to be UFA's forwards at the end of the season. Now, there are also prospects, and I would probably go venture to say that this guy is going to be an untouchable, but you take a look at uh, what they have in assets. I've seen a couple of national writers include top prospect Alexander Nikishin. Uh, you'll have to excuse me if I'm not saying his name correctly, in proposed deadline deals involving the Hurricanes, the 22-year-old defenseman and captain of the SKA in the KHL was the third-round pick by Carolina in 2020 and is under contract through 24-25. He's arguably the best player not playing in North America right now, and the Hurricanes are not going to toss him into a deal uh, to get to him a rental. Uh, so I don't, you know, obviously the, uh, a Charlie Lindgren is not going to get a player of that of that ilk, but, you know, if you could bundle uh, some, some players together, that would be quite a, a, an accomplishment for Brian McClellan. Again, we're just spitballing here between now and the trade deadline, but that is what the Carolina uh, Hurricanes have to offer. So some some big name players out there. Uh, again, that's what they want. Top six forward. They don't want a meh player. They want someone like a Tavo Teravine, and They want a Seth, a Seth Jarvis, a Martinacious, something like that. So if the if the Capitals happen to orchestrate a deal uh, between uh, the Caps and Carolina and it sends someone like Charlie Lingern out there, that is the kind of return that I would want. Now there is younger talent uh, that you know is not necessarily going to be a UFA at the end of the uh, day. There's also prospects. I'm not going to get too much into prospects right now. I'm just talking about guys that at least when you look at who is slated to be a UFA at the end of the season, that is who really jumps off the page. All right, so coming up here after the break, next we will talk about the New Jersey Devils and what kind of players could they offer up if, in fact, a deal is orchestrated. We'll talk about that coming up.
Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Listen, my football team is not in it. They're not going to be playing in the Super Bowl, but I still have an interest in the game with FanDuel. All I have to do is open up the FanDuel app, put a little bit of money on the game, and it makes watching the game that much more exciting. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel, an official partner of all right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in today's episode, we are talking about the possibility that Charlie Lindgren, who is now the number one netminder for the Capitals, what if he got dealt at the trade deadline? And again, why would they want to do that to kind of just reiterate, to, to refresh, if you didn't uh, join us right from the top, is that the Capitals have a plethora of talent uh, down in Hershey. They have it down in the Stingrays. They have it in junior leagues. So they are well set for quite some time in the net mining department, and it's all about a return. Ultimately, if we're talking Charlie Lindgren getting dealt, it has to do with the Capitals being sellers, not buyers. So if the Capitals are in fact sellers, I do think that uh, a few teams, several teams will probably come knocking for Charlie Lindgren services. And in this episode, I'm talking about three of those teams. In this segment here, I am talking about the New Jersey Devils and ultimately what uh, they have. Vanacek, uh, you know, is the, the goalie uh, that the Capitals traded out to, to New Jersey in return. We ended up moving in the draft and ended up getting uh, a good deal that way. We got a better uh, Chesney in that deal. Vanacek, for instance, ranks last in both goals, saved above expected, and high danger save percentage, and has a .883 save percentage on the season. Daz has mostly played well, but he's 23 and coming off hip surgery. Even Schmid, last season playoff hero, has a .887 save percentage in eight AHL games since getting sent down. The Devils as a whole, second to last in team save percentage and fourth to last in goals against per game at 3.51. This is a team that has a tremendous amount of talent, as we've seen when the Capitals have played the, the Devils that they have a lot of talent. They are a fast team. They have Hughes on that team. Um, and they are quick, and they know how to play hockey, but I do think that netminding is one of the bugaboos of that team that is kind of holding them back for greater things. So let's talk about assets for the New Jersey Devils. But before I do that, let's take a look at the standings. Another team that is also in the Metro Division, they sit above the Washington Capitals with 51 points, or I should say a tie, 51 points, New Jersey, 51 Capitals. Um, And it is a team that I think, you know, if you take a look at the New Jersey Devils, they're a little bit different than the Capitals, and I'm going to go and be a little bit slanted for the Devils here. I think that if they had a different netminder, that 
could be a game changer for them. I think the Capitals, uh, they need more than just one player. There's just, they have more than one issue that, than, you know, uh, than the New Jersey Devils do. They need consistent goal scoring. They need five on five scoring. They need a better PP, a better PK. Uh, they need a lot of different things to start working well for them. The biggest thing for the Capitals is they need consistent winning, not winning two and then dropping three or four, winning one and then dropping three. That has been the script. The New Jersey Devils, however, I think that if they had a different netminder, again, it could be an absolute game changer. So let's take a look at what they have uh, in, t in the tank. The, again, these are unrestricted free agents at the end of the season. I'm not saying that they are going to be an apples for apples comparison, but let's take a look at it. They are some big names that will be UFAs. Tyler Toffoli, right wing in 47 games, played 21 goals, 13 assists. Uh, Colin Miller, uh, defenseman. So if the Capitals end up going after a defenseman, 27 games played, two goals, three assists. Michael McLeod in 45 games played, 10 goals, nine assists. He is a center. Um, so, you know, again, if these is a situation where they have to, to move Charlie Lindgren plus, you know, a guy down in Hershey, say it's someone like an Ethan Frank or say it's a Pierre Dubé. And some people are going to say, how could you even talk about those guys in Hershey? They're not all going to have spots on the Capitals and our assets at the end of the day. I would rather have a guy that is quote-unquote NHL ready. Dawson Mercer, right wing, in 47 games played, 13 goals, 10 assists. And Brendan Smith, 34 games, 1 goal, 4 assists. So you take a look. There is some options if the uh, New Jersey Devils would be willing to part uh, with some of those players uh, that are going to be UFAs. Ultimately, I think they're going to try to take care of a guy like a Tyler Toffoli, for example. Uh, but those are the assets that are available on this team. How much better would the Capitals be with a Tyler Toffoli on this team with 21 goals? Uh, a lot better. Uh, Michael McLeod, for example, uh, another center. He in, uh, excuse me, in 45 games played 10 goals uh, and nine assists. So all options for the Capitals to get better. And I think that a lot of times people are dismissive. If you bring up a deal like Tyler Toffoli, they'll say, well, there is no chance that he would come to the Capitals. Why not? What did you think Brian McClellan meant when he talked about a top six forward? Something of that ilk. He is a right winger. Uh, he is six foot, 206 pounds, right-handed shot. He checks a lot of boxes for the Capitals. I think that he would be a good fit, but you know he is a right wing. I would ultimately like to see them get uh, someone at the center position. Uh, Dawson Mercer, or excuse me, Michael McLeod, for example, 45 games played, 10 goals, 9 assists. Upgrades, potentially, theoretically, spitballing it, throwing it at the wall, seeing if it sticks. That is what we're talking about right now. Because oftentimes people will ask me, well, you know, if what is that top six forward that you're talking about? Who is it? Who is it going to end up being? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a meh player. I want a legitimate scoring top six forward, potentially a center, maybe someone that can get uh, Alex Ovechkin off the schneid and get him scoring goals because ultimately I think one of the things that's holding uh, Alex Ovechkin back is that he doesn't have proper chemistry uh, with Strom or Kuznetsov or Dowd or whoever cycled through with him at the center position. So if they could get someone that has a good skill set better than what they've had thus far. 
um, you know, maybe that would help. And, you know, Dylan Strom is an interesting guy to say, being that he leads the team in goals. But for whatever reason, you know, it could just be Alex Ovechkin at the end of the day. I'm going to go ahead and say that. But it's not just about Ovi. I don't want to make this all about Ovi. He is not going to turn it around this season. I mean, he's going to score more goals, but he's not going to score 20, 25 goals. It's just not going to happen. So they need guys that are going to step up. Dylan Strom can't do it all. Anthony Mantha, Tom Wilson, they can't do it all. What I'm talking about in this episode is if Charlie Lindgren, since he is one of the guys like Nick Dow that I talked about yesterday... Uh, that is going to be pursued because some of these teams are a great goalie away from being true contenders. I'm going to go ahead and say Carolina. And even though New Jersey is near the bottom, I do think that if they had a rock-solid netminder, that could be an absolute game changer. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, a team that to to start the season had high hopes. They're going to win the Stanley Cup, and then they fell flat on their face. Guess what they did? They had a coaching change and went on a huge winning streak, a long winning streak. It was like 15 or 16 games. Could the Edmonton Oilers be one rock-solid netminder away from being a contender? I'll talk about that coming up. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this episode, we are talking about trade scenarios. If Charlie Lindgren got traded, and the reason that I'm talking about these teams in particular, I didn't just take a dart and throw it at the wall. These are teams that have deficiencies in the net minding department. Uh, There are quite a few teams. I narrowed it down to Carolina, New Jersey, and Edmonton. Uh, You could also put the LA Kings in there as well. Uh, They've had some issues, and they have a coaching change that took place today. So there are teams out there that need some work. But in this last segment, I am going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, a team that every year, all the insiders, all the experts have circled for to be one of the contenders for a Stanley Cup. And every year, they fall short. Are they one goalie away from being a contender? Well, let's take a look at where they are in the standings. Edmonton currently sits in third place with 59 points, Vegas 64, and Vancouver 71. The Vancouver Canucks are running away with it and just, you know, defying, you know, all odds and, and, you know, what everyone thought. Uh, If we take a look back to when they fired Bruce Boudreau and how everyone said that the Vancouver Canucks are going to be horrible for years. And well, that hasn't been that long since that happened. And they found a way to turn that team around and whip them into shape. And they are sitting in a pretty good position. The Vancouver Canucks, a bit of an interesting team. Uh, they kind of cold and hot, and they're an interesting team. But Edmonton, they want to get back in the fight. I think that they are... Uh, a good netminder away from being a contender. I really do. And they have a ton of firepower on that team that I think that if they had just a rock-solid netminder, that could be a game-changer. The biggest question is goaltending for the Oilers when the Oilers get a goalie. And who will it be? Even in the offseason, some were calling for a change in net. Although Stuart Skinner impressed in the 22-23 regular season, He was overworked and wasn't supposed to be the starting goalie. 
He is there once again, and although he had a tough start like many Oilers, he had settled in nicely when Jack Campbell was sent down to the AHL. So, talking about how far can the duo of Skinner and Pickard take the Oilers? I don't think it's going to take them too far at all. I think that they need a guy that is going to be a rock steady netminder. Skinner has obviously found the form that made him a Calder tr uh, Trophy finalist in 22-23, but what about Pickard? Can the Oilers count on him to continue his strong play when the games get more intense? In April and possibly May and June, he is reportedly well-liked in the Oilers' dressing room and with the season turning around as it has, do you mess with the chemistry? Well, I would, because I think that if you... Uh, listen, let's just talk about the Oilers for a second here. They are still a maybe team right now. Uh, if you take a look at it, the Canucks are running away with it. They need a rock-solid netminder. And, you know, in between them is the Golden Knights with 64 points. We know what the Vegas Golden Knights are capable of. Um, so I do think that, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, if you take a look at, you know, the firepower they have, Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins and, and, and just a ton of talent on that team, that they could go very, very far. I just think that, again, and this has been their issue for quite some time, is consistent netminding. Uh, but just taking a look at the goal leaders on this team, you take a look at Zach Hyman, 30 goals, Leon Dreisaitl, 23, 23 excuse me, Connor McDavid, 20, Evander Kane, 15, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 12, Evan Bouchard, 11, uh, Warren Fogle, 10, I mean, listen, if the Capitals could have that kind of goal scoring, you take a look at Zach Hyman, 33, Leon Dreisaitl, 23, and Connor McDavid, 20. That's the kind of production that the Capitals need to be contenders, and that is what they don't have. So that's what we're talking about, talking about the Edmonton Oilers here for a moment. Could a guy like Chucky Sideburns be the guy to lift them up and push them over the top? You know, you take a look at they have Skinner and they have Pickard. Uh, okay, so one of those guys would get relegated to being the number three netminder. So you put Charlie Lindgren in there, he could very well be the missing piece for that team. So taking a look, Warren Fogle, like I talked about, left wing, 45 games played, 10 goals, 16 assists. Uh, you take a look at Matthias Janmark, 35 games played, one goal, five assists. They don't have as many guys on the team that uh, have the, the flashy uh, goal scoring that's going to be pending UFAs. I know it doesn't have to be a UFA. It could be just a regular player on this team, but those would be the most easy pickings, I guess you could say. Uh, Sam Gogner here, for example, 22 games played, five goals, five assists. A center, um, you know, and, and if you take a look at a lot of those players that are out there, you're not going to end up trading. Uh, there's not going to be a scenario where the Capitals are going to trade, uh, you know, Charlie Lingard for a Zach Hyman or Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. That's not, just not going to happen. Uh, but so what you need to do is you need to have improvement. I know that those would be top six and ultimately what we're talking about, but there's no scenario out there that the Edmonton Oilers would be willing to part with pieces like that. Again, what I'm talking about in this episode are players that are set to be UFAs at the end of the season. And if we're going to take a look at the pick of the litter for the Edmonton Oilers, of course, it would be Warren Fogle. Uh, again, left wing, uh, 45 games played, 10 goals, 16 assists, uh, a pretty good upside, I think, all things considered. Would he ultimately be that top six forward? 
Not it necessarily. I think that if if we tried to orchestrate a deal with the Edmonton Oilers, I would look at more like prospects um, or some younger talent on there. So if you take a look at the Edmonton Oilers, if we're talking about you know pending UFAs, they don't necessarily have the same kind of capital as you know we were talking about the New Jersey Devils or the Carolina uh, Hurricanes there as well. So interesting questions for the Capitals. Talking about Charlie Lindgren again. What? Why are we talking about Charlie Lindgren in this episode? Is because those teams are the ones that need the most help in net. Uh, there are more teams in that. Like I talked about, you could also put. Um, the LA Kings in that conversation as well. But in particular, I would say Carolina, New Jersey, Edmonton, those are the teams that are, you know, most close to being a goalie away from being really great teams. And New Jersey is a bit of a stretch, but again, goaltending has been one of their weaknesses. If they could just really nail that down, then I think that it could be a game changer for that. Uh, so just taking a look at it, you know, and some people are saying that Colorado, they're also in that equation as well. Um, but I think that uh, Colorado is in a much better position uh, than the other teams I talked about. But that is what we're talking about is movement. It is going to happen at some point. I do think that Nick Dowd, I think that Charlie Linger and all those guys should keep their phones on. I think that there is a realistic uh, opportunity, a realistic chance that those guys are going to get a call from their agent saying, you're headed out to Carolina, New Jersey, Edmonton, you know, Colorado, LA, something of that nature, uh, as those teams are contenders, at least Carolina and Edmonton is in those, in those particular two that I'm talking about there. But uh, be prepared for movement. And that's where we're at because the Capitals start playing here and they have to hit the ground running if they want any chance. Let's be real here, Capitals fans. They are definitely on the outside looking in. They would have to have both barrels firing this entire season for the remainder of the season if they have any chances of, of making it to the postseason. Right now, if you're asking me, do I think the Capitals have a chance? Slim. Very, very slim if the beginning of the season is any indicator of how they're playing. It's just disjointed. You take a look at Ovechkin, he's not himself, and they're just not getting that consistent winning that the truly great teams need to have to be contenders. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's kind of like ESPN, but a whole lot better and free, so make sure and head on over to Locked On and check out the 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.